Jenny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! You're on the Excuse Me podcast, and today I love my job. I love my show because when I see females that are in my industry that are just knocking it out of the park and empowering themselves with these uh, amazing accomplishments, I get a hold of them and I invite them on my show. And today I have a special guest. Everyone, please welcome Camille Brickhouse from NWA. Also, uh, the Famous bodybuilding champion, I mean, from this past weekend. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Um, I know you just got home from the Daytona, so I appreciate your time. We, it just worked out so happened that um, my fiance took a job here that it was happening, and so like it was nearby. So we're like, well, let's just stay. So I'm still, I'm still in Florida, actually. That's how I have a Wawa. <laughs> get Wawa pumpkin coffee right now so that that's good (laughs) I I love Wawa and Bucky's those are my two favorite uh, gas stations (laughs) especially for those late night trips you can get some fresh food and it's uh, it's not from like garage uh, you know um, gas station sushi or five sandwiches (laughs) you have to have a favorite gas station it's it's a rule (laughs) yeah i'm in texas so uh bucky's i always go to that one i'd rather drive 10 miles out and go to bucky's than to go to my corner gas station (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh, let's give some information to my followers or fans who are not very familiar with you you are part of the nwa and uh, I know things have kind of slowed down with, with COVID, but the yep. fans are able to watch you on YouTube because y'all, y'all view your episodes on there. You are the valet for Nick Aldis. And mm-hmm. I love your character. I think it's fascinating how you don't even have to say a word. And your, your character stands true and correct whenever you, you walk next to Nick. How's that experience been and what's going on with, um, you know, your TV tapings? I know we're going to go into how Primetime Live is helping y'all yeah. do some shows. Um, has that slowed down or how's that going for y'all? So we were supposed to have our big pay-per-view, but was it, I think back in March, I want to say, especially, I'm really bad with dates, but I'm pretty sure it was March. <laughs> Rocket Cup, and we were all so excited for that. We had a lot of big matches, and and, and just NWA Power as a whole had a lot of momentum going on. And then, of course, COVID hit. We had to cancel that, and then sort of regroup because it's not like we have a TV deal or anything like that where you know we're having to put out weekly episodes. And without fans there, the studio setting is is kind of it's kind of odd without having fans because a big part of the studio wrestling is you know playing off the fans and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just kind of regrouping, figuring out what to do, and all of us doing our best to stay in shape mentally and physically, <laughs> you know, ready to jump when they say jump. And then this primetime live thing happened, this deal with United Wrestling Network and Fight TV. And so that's kind of us dipping our toes back into the wrestling world, getting the ring rust off, showing people, hey, NWA, you know, us 
the NWA stars are still alive. We're still doing things and mixing it up with people that aren't technically in NWA is, I mean, I think that's really cool. I, I mean, like Thunder Roses with AEW now, like working some yeah. matches. I like that inter kind of mingling of promotions and stuff like that. Cause I think it gives fans, you know, a lot more interesting matchups and they can like things that they dreamed about in their head can actually happen. So yeah, we, uh, right now too, they're talking about bringing NWA power back even without fans because so many people are asking for it. And it's like, you know what, if so many people want it, we want to do it. Even if it's without the fans, like let's find a way to make it work and just jump, jump right back in. So that's super exciting to hear that we're going to bring NWA power back. That's amazing, you know, because COVID, you know, I know you can relate to this. You know, my calendar had a lot of independent bookings and comic cons. I'd say in, in February, I probably had like, you know, 50 shows on my calendar. Um, and then COVID hit and you're thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then week starts going by and people are calling saying, hey, we're not doing the show. And pretty soon my calendar has nothing on it for the rest of the year. Um, wow. How did that affect you? Because with y'all doing NWA, was the bodybuilding something that you, now you had time to do that you were like, hey, I'm just gonna focus on this now? Right, so that's actually a, a good point. What happened was once we started realizing that it's gonna be quite some time until wrestling comes back, <laughs> I think anything and everything, like I'm a big eater, like I like, to, I like to eat food. And so I was kind of just like, wow, I'm, I'm letting myself, not, you know, not letting myself go, but I'm not keeping it in check. And I was, I'm very goal oriented. So I was like, I need a reason to stay fit. And I had tried prepping for shows two other times, but wrestling got so busy or something just in life happened. And if life is not basically perfect during a prep, it's very hard to, to stay on it. Um, it's such a mental, mental game. And um, I was like, this is the perfect time to do it. Wrestling's not going on. I have no excuses when it comes to traveling. Like, let's get it done. And then that way I have a goal. I have something I'm working towards. And, and with that, my body will look great. So <laughs> that's how uh, came to be. But now I think I'm going to do another show after doing one, actually, because... Yeah. I was going to ask you that because it's almost like you probably have the bug now where you want to mm -hmm. keep excelling and keep, you know, doing new goals for yourself. Um, I, what I wanted to ask you was, uh, as far as you valuing Nick Aldis, I love the whole pairing, you know, me being a manager and watching mentors like Miss Elizabeth and woman, you have quite the look and such, I mean, you're a beautiful lady and to, and to see how you interact with other superstars, you don't need any verbiage. I mean, you, I know you don't talk on screen, but was that hard sometimes? Because me, my mouth gets me in trouble. That's my character. And so it has to be hard just to be quiet all the time. Even in interviews, when I was doing the research for you, you don't speak a word. And so yeah. I would have a hard time with that because I'd just be like, okay, okay. You know, I, I, have, to, I have to say something. <laughs> yeah, it was because uh, it happened very organically, really. It's not like it's not like they brought me in and said, hey, you're not going to be talking for, you know, a year or two. It just sort of happened because my character is kind of like a bodyguard almost for Nick. And so when you think of bodyguards, like standing at a door, they, they don't talk. They just look tough. You know what I'm saying? So it happened organically. And then I kind of liked it because, like you said, it did become a thing. And so everyone was – and we liked the mystery of, you know, why is she not – she doesn't want to talk or is Nick not letting her talk? Like that kind of <laughs> – we liked that. Um but the, I will say the one hard part about it was, so now my character does talk on the very, it, it kind of got messed up with the COVID stuff happening and all of that. The last episode, we had to like redo it uh, when we aired it and everything. 
but that episode I had my first match and then afterward cut a promo, but it wasn't in studio. It was like a vignette type thing. Yeah. And, um, the first match I had, I hadn't talked yet. So having to be in the ring and not be vocal, that was very hard for me because when I worked independence and stuff before, especially being a heel, I'm just sitting there, I'm talking, you know, I, I'm not going to say that word that I want to <laughs> say, but, but, and that's very me. And like, that's anybody that knows me thought my character was funny. Cause they're like, you don't shut up, you know? <laughs> and so that, that was the hardest part. But now that I can talk, it's like being in the ring feels a lot more natural for me because I can be more of myself in the ring, which is good. So as far as you say that uh, NWA Power is going to come back and with you working with the United Wrestling Network, are you, are they planning on keeping you in it together or are you going to be your own superstar? Like you had the match with, um, with Heather, uh, was it Monroe? Yeah. And so do you like um, being separated from Nick or are you ready to be on your own or how, how, how are those emotions going with everything being different now? Yeah. At first I loved that I was paired up with Nick because it, when that happened, I was actually thought I was done wrestling. I, when I got the call from Dave Lagana, I, I was really kind of over wrestling, but then, you know, when you're out of it for a while, you start missing it again. And I didn't <laughs> and what sort of at like how I wanted to be involved in wrestling I just know I just knew that I missed it and so coming in with Nick as like his bodyguard was a nice way of reintroducing myself into wrestling but in a different role and kind of dipping my toes back in and with that it was nice because I also got to hear him put his matches together and and he has such great psychology so getting to be around that and all the people with just great psychology and learning and soaking up all of that put me in a really nice position for right now where I do feel like I'm ready to sort of be out on my own. And that's why one of the episodes he said, you know, Camille is no longer my insurance policy. And everyone's like, oh, but it's, I'm still part of strictly business. So I am my own, my own superstar in, you know, in that faction. And I'm just not with Nick. I'm now Camille in strictly business. So it's nice that I'm still part of something, you know, it's not like we completely yeah. just sever ties but uh, I get to kind of do my own thing now and, and shine a little bit. So that's nice. That's really, that's a lot really important in this, in today's industry is that you have different factions that you can be a part of because, you know, say if they don't use you as a single wrestler, at least you have, you know, your other faction you can work with, with Nick. And that's really important. You know, whether I, in WWE, if I was a manager or a cougar or I was someone's valet, it's always good to have those multitasking things going on within the show. So at least every night you have something to do. And right. I think that's really important that you've evolved yourself um, to see you work with Nick. And then now, you know, you're on your own. I think that's so um, it's really important because I think as a wrestler and entertainer, we should always be, you know, um, evolving ourselves into different roles. And um, I commend you because you're taking it and you're running with it. And I love your character. I mean, I love a heel woman anyway. Yeah. So um, I, I love just the way you present yourself. And uh, I looked at some of your videos of interviews and stuff, and you're, you're really funny, smart ass um, with your bitching rest phase. And I think this is awesome because yeah. you kind of put that into screen. And I think that's, that's so cool of you to, uh, you know, you know how to uh, work your character. Was that hard? Was that something hard to do to bring your personal life into the, into your, your character? Um, actually, no, because everyone, <laughs> everyone ever gets to know me. They always say, oh, man, I thought you were going to be the biggest bitch. You know, like, <laughs> 
I guess me just sitting there, even my fiance now, he used to get on to me. He'd be like, why do you look so mad? And I'm like, what? No, I'm fine. It's just like, I, I guess I have a very like intimidating presence. I've been told, you know, but then people get to know me. They're like, Oh, okay. You, you know, you're fine. But so I, all I do is I just take what I feel like intimidates people and what, what they could be. And just, I just turned up, just turn it up a notch. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so another thing that I learned about you in doing the research is that you love kids and you have a, you have um, an education uh, with, uh, is it child behavior? Um, I know I wrote it down somewhere. Kids with autism. Wow. How, what, what got you into that? Is that something that you were doing before you wrestled or is it just something that you fell in love with um, on, along the way? Yeah, so when I played softball in college, I always wanted to work, help work with like the Special Olympics and stuff like that because I saw a lot of other teams doing it and it's something that I always wanted to do. Our, our team, unfortunately, was never able to and I kept that sort of passion with me for the longest time, but I've always, I was always playing sports. I was always doing something. I was always busy, so it was really hard to kind of hammer down and, and be able to do that. So when I was living in Florida, uh, I was doing the indies but obviously not making enough money to live off of it so i needed a job and <laughs> someone at the gym i was going to uh his wife worked with children with autism at the, the company uh, i ended up working for and i always thought well i was like i wanted to work with people thinking like in wheelchairs and down syndrome and stuff like, like that was always in my head i never i didn't know much about autism you know I, i'd heard of it but i didn't know what that meant what it looked like i knew nothing about how big the spectrum is you know and uh so I was like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. Once I started really learning about it and meeting these kids and really like, cause the thing about autism too is the spectrum is so wide. It can go from very high functioning to like the kids I worked with, like nonverbal, extremely low functioning. Um, you know, they're going to need help for the rest of their lives. And just being able, it was very rewarding. I mean, that's all I learned a lot about patients and like unconditional love because the thing is you have to pair with these children. And if they do something that you, they're going to do something that pisses you off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's pull your hair spit on you you know scratch you it's, but you have to the thing is you have to repair because you have to be able to work with them and you love them no matter what and so it was a great learning experience and it helps out just with life in general it made me a very patient person uh, for the most part I mean if I get stuck in traffic I'm a little impatient still but <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that I just got impressed by how you've um, opened yourself to that world. I have a third cousin who he has autism and he's um, six or seven. And you know, just to come over like for barbecues or weekends, I'm exhausted. And it's not because um, I didn't want to be around him, but it's a, it's a 24 hour job to keep them stimulated and entertained and keep their mind, you know, focused on something. So his mom and dad are like, they bring all their stuff with them, you know, like toys and just different tools that they have, you know, to keep them occupied. And it's such a different world, you know, from any other, you know, uh, disease out there, you know, and it's, um, and they're so frustrated. They get frustrated easily and impatient. And you're thinking, but everything's so perfect. But they're in this own world where they can't, you know, he can't communicate to me. And it's, I, my heart breaks for him because yeah. you have the answers right there. And you really have to understand where their mentality is. And his mom's so good at it. But I just sit there going, wow. Like, and she goes, it took a lot of training and a lot of classes to help me yes. understand, you know, so you, you're very patient and I have to give you that. I mean, to want to be in that world that takes a lot out of you. 
Well, and it's just, uh, uh, while doing that too, I learned, because I started seeing it more out and about in just everyday life. And it's something that I wish everyone had some sort of knowledge about or something just because, you know, when you meet someone with autism, a lot of people might not realize that they're autistic and be like, why is that person acting like that? Or, oh my gosh, get a hold of your child. And it's like, when you learn the signs, when you know about things, you'll, you, everyone would be a bit more patient. They'd be like, oh, and it's not making excuses. It's nothing like that, but it's just standing. And I, and I think that would help out tremendously with lots of bullying in schools, you know, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get on to uh, your big day on September 26th at the, at the Daytona Beach Classic Championships. Let me tell you, your photos on Instagram, when you started posting, you're fucking gorgeous. I mean, uh, the, the transformation that you took, you know, during, because you were posting, you know, how your progress was going along, the discipline must have been incredibly hard. And, yeah. and, and you said in a video that you're, you're not very motivated, which I don't know how you can say that because you did it. I mean, yeah. you, you looked so good on that panel and, and all your videos and looking back at, at their website, man, kudos to you because you looked amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I say I'm not motivated just because it's not like, you know, some people are so good at waking up and putting out like motivational quotes for people. And so (laughs) when I played ball in college and my coach would like send out the, or put a paper in our locker with like a motivational quote, "Eh, it does nothing for me. Like, I don't care. (laughs) The only person that can quote unquote motivate myself is, is me. And it has to be internal. And like, when I say competitive, when I was younger, I used to be super competitive with other people. Like I was competitive as I've gotten older that competitiveness is just kind of an, an internal thing. So it's like, I'll get, I'm, I'll be very hard on myself if I don't want to go to the gym or something like that. And if I were to just sit around the house, I'm going to, I'm going to eat myself alive with knowing like you lazy son of a gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was not, yeah. I want to go to the gym today or I eat rice cake. It's just like, I have a, like I said, I'm goal oriented. So I, that that's kind of, I guess, my motivation is just my goals. And I always, I always set a time limit on my goals. I think that's important for everybody. Like if you're going to make a goal and realize if it's a big one, you know, give yourself a little more time and then make little ones in between. Uh, if it's a little one, it's fine. Just give yourself a couple weeks, you know, whatever it is, you have to put a time limit on that goal or, or, or it turns into just kind of a dream and you're not really working towards it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Is this, was this your first competition in your entire life? It, yeah, it was the first time I stepped on stage. So I had prepped two other times and life oh. happened. I like the one coach I had was very, 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 very old school. And I think I stopped that prep when I was about six weeks out. And then wow. just, I was like, I can't, I can't handle it. And then the second prep, um, a, an opportunity came up where I was going to have to stop prepping. So that's just, like I said, that's when I say life happens, life happened. So I had to stop prepping for that. Um, but this time with COVID and everything, that's why I was like, you know, nothing's popping up. The only thing <laughs> I'm live um, show and I was a week and a half out at that point. And uh, I asked uh, Dave Marquez, I was like, Hey, are there any gyms close by to where we're staying? And he was like, gyms are closed in LA still. And I was a week and a half out from my show. So, so me and my coach had to figure that out and how to, so we made those like my two off days and I just went on really long walks those days, but 
I was determined to get on stage. And like me making it on stage was just winning for me. I had no expectations when I got there. Really? Me, just me getting there was winning. And then I ended up winning overall and won the whole thing. And I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and what, what's the pressure like? Because, you know, you show up. And I know that you have your, uh, well, not then fiance, because he hadn't, right. he hadn't asked you, right? So you have Thomas there, and then you had your coach who you had posted on your Instagram. Um, you know, when you show up and you see the women in your class, I mean, that's got to be like mental. I mean, yes. just games, because I'm sure you're looking at them, you know, like how the mean girls are like, I got this, what do you got? You know, and you look at yeah. their muscles, you're, and you're checking them out. How do you calm yourself down? Because that had to have been overwhelming for you to try and guess who was ahead of you or who is going to be your competition. Yeah. So going into it, I really didn't expect myself to be like that at all, actually. Because like I said, just getting there, I was happy with that. But then you go to get your tan the day before. And let me tell you, first of all, thank God I'm not a shy person because you go in there and naked getting the spray tans. And I was like, thank goodness, like, this is a, I'm okay. Could you imagine <laughs> Oh, and you're like really shy and everything. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> this could be tough on some people, but, uh, the, I, oh, and that's another thing you would think I wasn't eating like anything. And like up to that point, I was very depleted, very, very depleted. But the day before I was looking very flat. And so like that night and the day of the show, oh, I was eating so much. Like I was, I haven't ate that much in forever. I was stuffed. So I was eating a lot. And then that's when you get to the show, every, like, and they said too, they're like, oh, this show, there'll be lots of people that aren't, um, you know, probably looking like they shouldn't belong there. No, not in my class. Everyone looked great. And like, I'm the type of person where I guess I, I'm the opposite of delusional. Like, I don't look around and think like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I'm bigger than these people. I was thinking, oh my God, they all, like, like I'm, I'm going to come and last here. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> because you know you're hard you're hard on yourself yeah so yeah it is it is a bit of a mental game because you are kind of looking around and then especially when you're sitting in line right before you go on stage and people are pumping up you're like wow they look great you know <laughs> now, a lot of girls butts and and legs that were in the wellness there's a there's something called the wellness division and those girls have some great butts and legs and I was just I wanted to go up to them and be like how did you get those because you look great <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know anything about the training about how the food program works or your your weight training but you said that you ate a lot the night before um can you explain that because that seems like such the opposite because yeah. if you're getting ready to get judged that next day you know what is it that you're eating that works to get your body where you need it to be for the day of competition yeah so everybody's body is different and they're going to eat different things to sort of carb up and get full but like the last three weeks, I switched from chicken to white fish, which is supposed to help like lean you out a little, just a little bit more. And really, so leading into it, you're trying to get as dry as possible, get all the water out of you and just as lean as you possibly can, even if that means being flat, which being flat means like you have no pump for, yeah. you know, your yeah. cool. you just kind of look really skinny. And, uh, and so when I looked flat, I fed up with a whole bunch of rice and potatoes mostly and like cream of rice. So those types of carbs and just lots of them and not, not much protein, maybe two ounces, but mo mostly wow. carbs, carbs, carbs. And then in between pre-judging and finals, he had me go get a, like a double cheeseburger and fries. And he said, put so much salt on it and, <laughs> and everything. And I was like, 
terrible is I like trying new places. So I should have gone to like five guys or something that's tried and yeah. true. But I tried this random spot and the burger was terrible. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I, I, like, I bit into it. And I was like, oh, like they didn't cook it. Like I wanted it medium and it was like well done and it was ugh, not good. But I've, I've gotten a burger since then that was really good. So at least my burger experience has been redeemed. Oh, good. L let me ask you too. So I'm, I assume you live with Thomas, right? During this whole training yeah. stuff. <laughs> Did you have to change, so to speak, your playground to be in this mindset? Because you know, you had to stay focused. So did you have to change the places you visited, you know, like restaurants and bars and stuff that I know it's COVID, but still, we can still get out. Was it a whole new lifestyle change for you going through this whole, um, you know, prepping for the competition? Yeah, for the most part, we just had to stop. You know, you can't really go out even if you eat quote unquote healthy at, at somewhere just because you have to measure everything. And so Tom, what he did with me, he actually, cause we set up a photo shoot for uh, the day after. And obviously he wanted to look good for that too. So he was dieting with me as well. Like not as strict. He wasn't measuring his stuff, but he was eating the same types of clean foods. So that helped a lot because I if bet. he wanting to eat junk all the time, that would have been really hard on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to have that support system around you, you know, to have someone that you know, say if Tom was like, you know, just eating, you know, bringing home McDonald's and stuff, that yeah. would be hard because you do need that support and that emotional support too, to have someone say, Hey, I'm, I'm with you, babe, you know, I'm going to do this with you. Cause yeah. I think that's hard for me. I mean, my family, you know, we're Mexican my aunts make the tortillas and the refried <laughs> beans. And, you know, and there's times when I have to eat right that I just can't go over there and say, Oh, I'll take a plate of this because you just, you have to make those decisions of what you want to do, you know, cause it'll, it affects you later on, but that's yeah. great that you had that support system. Oh yeah, for sure. It made it a lot easier. So definitely. So what were the awards that you won? So we can give you a shout out with that. <laughs> I got, class. I got first place novice and I, I technically I could have been in true novice, which means my very first show ever. But my coach told me that that's usually not a lot of competition. He wanted me to have good competition. So I did, I did novice. And then I did I first place um, open in my class, which was five, six and up because I'm five, 10. And then I got the overall. So if you compete in open, if you win your, your class, like your height class, then all the people that won their height class go up against, against each other. And that's how they get the winner. Oh my gosh. So you went on Saturday and then that night, where did Tom uh, ask you to marry him? Like how, how did he set that up? Because on Instagram, it sounded so sweet because you were all about your competition. And I said, Oh yeah, by the way, I was asked to, you know, marry Tom. I'm like what? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, at the show actually. And I was, it was after I had won my, my height class, that open class, I was standing there and they said, okay, everyone off stage except for number 36, Kaylee Farmer, we have another award for you. And I'm like thinking in my head, what? And so my coach told me, whenever you're facing front, you need to be in your front pose, you know, tensed up, you know, flexing. And you have to smile the whole time. <laughs> I looked at and I see Tom coming up. And so I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trying to smile and I'm trying to flex. And I have no idea what's going on. And he has a little, his little mask on and everything. I'm just looking crazy. And he was like, He's like, excuse me, everybody, this won't be long. I don't want to interrupt. But then it, it, he says, uh, but Kaylee Farmer, will you marry me? <laughs> like, oh, that, that 
was because he didn't want to take up a lot of time and he was already nervous being in front of everybody. I was like, wow, what a what a romantic speech, babe. <laughs> <laughs> walks over and gets down on a knee and of course but I realized afterwards because I did I was so shocked I just looked at the ring and I took it and I put it on myself you know and I was like oh no I was like, I, I took it off I said you need to put this on me so it's official you know and um, how it went but he he was like I thought you'd cry or something and I was like honestly I thought I would too when the day came but I said I had no time to process what was <laughs> shock you know? <laughs> well, congratulations. I, it, it's almost like you can tell him, like, uh, I have a lot on my mind today. Like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, yeah, well, and my parents, they came down from North Carolina. And I mean, that's like a 10 hour drive for them. And I, I felt wow. so, well, I was like, I'm going to be so busy. I don't want you guys to come because I feel bad. Like, I'm not going to be able to spend much time with you because they had to turn right back around and go home uh, for wow. work. And I was like, just, for, you know, I'm going to only be on stage for a second. I'll send you videos. No big deal. So afterwards I asked them, I was like, did you know he was going to propose? And they were like, why do you think we came? And I was like, oh, okay. Oh my God. Forget all your discipline and training and prepping. <laughs> well, good for you. Okay, Camille, we have some uh, questions from the fans that I want to ask you. And they were really sweet and uh, a lot of them just love you to death. So Aww. Alicia Landis wants to ask you, um, uh, who or what got you into wrestling? And if you weren't wrestling, what would you be doing today? That's a good question. So what got me into wrestling is ever since I was little, my dad had it on the TV. So I, you know, I grew up watching it like that. And we always went to a lot of independent shows around. And I'm from North Carolina, Durham, North Carolina. So like we'd see Matt and Jeff Hardy at like random yep. shows too. Yeah. And, uh, so I always just enjoyed watching it. I loved going to, I don't know if it's still called the RBC Center, but basically our arena there and going to watch it live. Like it was so much fun for me. And I got into it because I tried having a normal job. And then one day I, after going to an independent <laughs> show, I woke up the next day and I was like, <laughs> I never thought about this. And then if I, if I wasn't wrestling, like I said, I've tried having like kind of the nine to five jobs, not really for me, but I actually just got my um, realty license. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're so, busy during COVID. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the blessing about COVID is the bodybuilding thing. And it gave me time to sort of realize like, maybe I should have something kind of in my back pocket. So uh, yeah, I got my realty license and I guess I would be doing that because I am doing that. So we're going to see. Uh, it, my my license should turn active here in the next couple weeks because I had to wow. turn So we'll see how that goes. It's, it's a great job to have with wrestling because you're still an independent contractor and it's flexible. So I'm excited yeah. to see. Wow, congratulations. Okay, so here's a question from Ryan Freeman. Uh, he <laughs> asked, to the future Mrs. Latimer, what would be some good wedding gifts for the lovely bride and ruggedly handsome groom? Do you have a wedding registry? Oh, hello, hello, Ryan. We, we know Ryan. Ryan is a student at the school that uh, oh. my <laughs> And um, let's see, a good gift? I don't know. We've been kind of wanting a blender. So I'd say, I'd say a blender would, would be yeah. a great gift. We don't have a registry. We're not planning on getting married until like 2022 is kind of the, the, the year right now. We want to give it a, a year and let it chill yeah. and let all this COVID stuff dissipate Go away. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know what Tom, Tom, Tom's gonna Tom is there anything you want for the wedding 
Work it now, girl. Ask, get it now. All your answers out there so people can start shopping. <laughs> yeah, Tom just wants a whole bunch of protein powder. So yeah, Ryan. Get <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so this is from Kirk Rich. Uh, he says, uh, congrats to Camille on, on your engagement. Can you share your abdominal exercises routines with us? So actually, I don't do barely any abs because the thing about it is if you get lean enough and you've been and all the other exercises, you should be incorporating your core on like pretty much all exercises you do. So if you get lean enough, you'll mostly have abs there. Occasionally, maybe do some planks and like and stomach vacuums which is, they're kind of hard to explain but if you guys want to google stomach vacuums you just basically get all of the air out of your stomach and then suck it in where you look like emaciated where you see your rib cage and you hold it for as long as you can because it helps keep that as i'm not a scientist or an anatomy person but it somehow sucks you in and keeps you nice and tight and then maybe wow. some like leg raises so if you're like uh hanging on like you're gonna do a pull up and then just swing your legs, but no, well, swing your legs sounds bad because you're swinging, but use your core to lift. lift. Your, yeah, those are the two. And wow. I, that I'll do that like, a, a, like three sets of 10. That's it. A few times a week. I, I don't go crazy with the abs. No. That's interesting. Wow. Good to know. Okay. All right. So uh, this one's from John Smith and he asks, uh, would Camille Brickhouse come with me to AEW and join forces with Nyla Rose? Hell yes! I'm about to say, that'd be a badass group. That'd be a badass thing. I could run my mouth all day and not worry about anyone touching me. Yeah. <laughs> you would so, definitely people behind you there. That would be fun. Yeah, you know, and I think about that because in uh, in All Elite, you know, it was you and Nick versus Cody and Brandy. That's how the story kind of started. And then now we have like Thunder Rosa, you know, coming into the women's locker room and doing some matches. Yep. I mean, that would be awesome if you could join. I mean, I think I might personally just put a word out for you. I think that would be amazing it's to like, have you. That'd be a badass little look right there. Sneak it in. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Oh, thank you, John. That's, that's awesome. Um, let's see. I think we had one more here. Oh, yes. Um, what, uh, what motivated you to get into bodybuilding and fitness competition and who does she look up to in the fitness world? This is from Francis Maximus. I got into bodybuilding stuff because I've done in college, I did, uh, like functional training so you kind of work out everything just to be an athlete so you're not really worried about what you look like as long as you can perform and then after that I did some strongman stuff which same thing you're not worried about you know how you're looking you just have to be, you want to be as strong as possible and then that kind of got and then when I got into wrestling I was like oh I need to worry about like aesthetically pleasing you know look <laughs> bodybuilding style of working out but I never thought I would step on stage but once you get into it, you start watching lots of videos on YouTube and finding bodybuilders you like. And that's when you kind of have the like, huh, maybe one day I'd like to do a show. So that's how that, you know, sort of happened. And bodybuilder, well, I watch lots of bodybuilders on YouTube. Mostly I like watching them eat. Like I, like, I was like, I'm a sick person. I just like watching other people eat on YouTube. And see <laughs> a guy from Canada called Chris Bum said he does um, classic physique. And he's entertaining to me because he's a younger guy and he's, you know, a lot of the bodybuilders, they don't really have a lot of personality. Like at least he has a little bit of, of personality. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's someone that I watch a lot of. 
So with you winning this competition, is this opening up uh, you to being sponsored by, you know, fitness clothing or supplements? Are, is this the next step for you and your coach to look into to, you know, to get into that part of it? Definitely. I'm really hoping so. And me and my coach have even talked, I'm actually, I'm going to go train with him today and I want to talk to him about it a little bit more because, you know, he'll have more of the kind of the inside scoop to how the, all of that would work. And he even said that he's pretty sure that eventually I can get my pro card. So wow. that kind of step right now would just, we want to put on a little bit more muscle. Um, Cause that's the thing too, is you can think that you look really, you know, muscular and you have lots of muscle but once you get depleted down to a certain you're like oh i'm just skinny you know <laughs> <laughs> on a little bit more muscle and then figure out when the next show would be so to put on muscle it won't be for quite some time but yeah i guess it's going to be a interesting process and i'm going to learn about it as i go but it's kind of cool to be in two separate worlds that also are intertwined you know what i'm saying absolutely yeah, yeah. so with competition being done this past weekend um are you are you looking at another show and is it right back to training again or does your coach say hey you know let's take a week off or like you said you're gonna go train with him is there some time off or is it just keep the momentum going for the next show so he wanted me to wait until about uh wednesday so the show is saturday he wanted me to wait till wednesday to train just because your body's so dry and he didn't want me to get injured any injuries have being that dry but I, I wanted to at least go do cardio and some light stuff and move around because I've been eating terrible. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to just save it to one day, but since we're in Florida and we're not home and I didn't bring like any of my stuff to make food or anything, I just told my coach, I was like, look, we're probably going to have to start from scratch once we get back home. And then because I've been eating terrible and at least I admit it, you have, you have to be honest with your coach. You have yeah. to. So yeah, he's going to, he's going to check me out today and see, see what he's working with. But once I get back home, it's definitely just, foot on the gas pedal going full force back to dieting back to measuring everything out and um getting getting ready for whatever like i said i don't think the next show would be anytime soon because we had to put on a little bit more muscle but i don't want to get uh chunky while putting on muscle so you know maintain lean mass and figure out how to do that and it's all a big science experiment really so <laughs> so when you finished competition what was your cheat meal that you were looking forward to when you could eat something what, what did you pick I had pizza, <laughs> and I, it was really good. Good for you. Okay, so um, where? Let me ask you. So, a woman that wants to enter into the wrestling industry, what is your advice to her? That's looking at you, seeing your accomplishments, looking at your role in NWA. What is it that your one piece of advice you would give a woman that's watching this uh, interview? I would say be respectful, but know your worth. And what I mean by that is, you know, you want to quote unquote, pay your dues and, you know, show that you respect the industry, show that you're knowledgeable about the history of it. Cause you don't want to just come in and be like, and, you know, people <laughs> by that. So you need to know your history. You need to know about as much as you can without, you know, having the, all the inside scoops, but you also need to know your worth with it because you don't want to be taken advantage of. And especially as a woman, I don't want people thinking, you know, thinking that you have to work for free you should, or, you know, anything like that just to show, to show that you're coachable or willing to, to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And that's not, so it's just finding that nice balance of being respectful, especially to, you know, older people who have been doing it a long time, listening to their critiques, but also knowing yourself. So I think that's the most important thing. 
Very good. Okay, so I should do something fun with my guests, and I picked out some cool questions. It's going to be a speed round so our fans can get to know you a little bit better. So let's see here. Um, in a conversation, would you rather text or talk? Talk. <laughs> uh, let's see. Would you rather hike a mountain or sky jump? Sky jump. Uh, what is your favorite cheat meal? Uh, pizza. Do you currently own any stuffed animals? Yes. How often is it healthy to cry? Every day if it's about something happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather take a vacation on a ski slope or beach? Beach. Uh, what's for dinner tonight? Oh, I'm actually, I'm going to go to a place called Cowfish Grill. So I get a little bit of sushi, a little bit of burgers, you know, the best of both worlds. <laughs> Very good. And yeah. uh, would you pick a dog or a cat? Dog. I have, uh, let me see. Yuki. Yuki. Oh, I think I saw her in a picture y'all took. Yeah. Yeah. She goes oh. with me everywhere. <laughs> How sweet. Oh, and she's beautiful. Um yeah. Camille, tell us where my followers can find you so they can follow you and support you in your next competition or they see you at NWA Power or United Wrestling Network. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram at Camille with a K, Brick House, and then on Twitter at Camille Brick, because there wasn't enough room for Brick House there. So just at Camille Brick. And then also follow the NWA so you can keep up with everything that we're doing in United Wrestling Network, Fight TV, and just keep up with the me in the wrestling world and the other things you can keep up me in, in my world and also on YouTube at Camille Brick House as well. Very good. Camille, I am so proud of you and just, and just from one woman to another, keep kicking ass because I'm watching you and I'm getting all my followers behind you. I wish you so much success and love in the future with your, uh, with your marriage to Tom and give him my best. And you I guys will. just keep rocking it and I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I, you're very welcome, and thank you for sharing your time, and uh, God bless, and man, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm, your, I'm one of your biggest fans. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Bye, Camille. All right, bye. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me Vicky or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excuse me Vicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me!